0: Welcome to a special edition of the Race Brothers podcast in honor of our holy Zaidi, the Rob Reb Neftali Tzvi. And on his yard site, we're gonna be uh we're gonna talk about a little bit about his life um and some stories that really get us going and uh and maybe some ideas that he brought out. Um so the yard site is Yud Aleph Hoy and um we are super stoked to uh, be talking about the Rav who is one of the most interesting, confusing, complicated siddikim, and coolest and funniest at the same time. So, Yehuda, maybe start us off with a little, like, a little bit about his life.
1: L'chaim. L'chaim to the holy Rav Shitzer. L'chaim to my holy brothers.
2: L'chaim, L'chaim. L'chaim to the again a little Amen.
1: So, yeah. Um, so, Reb Naftali Tzvi of Rav and Maftali Tzvi of Rapshitz uh, was the son of Rabbi Nacho Mendel of Linsk. He was born on the day of Shavuos. And I'm sure you guys, that triggers something. For those of you that know that the Baal Shem Tev was Nifter on the first day of Shavuos. So Mamish, as the Baal Shem Tev's soul ascended, the Holy Rapshitzer's soul descended and he came into this world.
0: Um, Who was it? The, the same year? The, the same, same day, year.
1: The day. Same day. Same, awesome. day, Mamash, the Imamish, the Tzadikim says Mamish at the same time. There were even many tzaddikim that, you know, we'll get to maybe when we do his life story, but that's some Tzadikim that we even would say about the There, I remember who it was. I think it was a Tsar Shalm of Bells. And he was with, uh, you know, maybe Rabbi Cheskel of Shinov. And, and one of them was talking about, like, the greatness of the Baal Shem Tov, And the other one said, but the Rabshitzer, isn't he as big as the Baal Shem Tov? So, like, the Imamish held of the Rabshitzer, many held of the Rabshitzer as, as being like mamish, incredibly high. The Rabshitzer comes from incredible, incredible yichas. Uh, we'll see a lot of interesting stories with that as well. Um, the yichas that he comes from, I mean, from from his from his father's side, of Menachem Mendel was a huge tzaddik, and his grandfather, Rabbi Yaakov Yokel, and a long line of tzaddikim. Um, they were the Reuben side. From his mother's side, uh, Rabbi Bela, she was, she in her own right, was a big tzaddikist, and she knew a lot. She's even brought down in the Rab Shitzvah's and in many other people's farm with questions and tireless. She was known as a Bucky and Chazal, uh, wild. And from her side, her father was Rab Itzakal of Hamburg, who was um, huge. And uh, and from, from that side, they come from the great Harowitzes, the holy brothers of Shmalka and Rab Pinchas, uh, known as the, the Pinchas, the Hamakna, the Afla, everybody knows him, the holy city of Brody. Um, lions of the city of the clays of the in Brody. Uh, and they trace it back to Rabbi Shaya um, Ish-Harowitz, Ish, uh, Rabbi Shaya Alevi Ish-Harowitz, known as the Holy Shla. Uh, they trace it back further to the Holy Ramah, and all the way back to Shmuel, and they say that this comes from the family of Kahasp and Levi. The Baal Shem is quoted as saying that this is one of the three families among all Klai Yisrael that has a completely pure and unpainted lineage throughout all the years of history. So we're talking about, like, he, he was very proud of his ichas, the holy Rapshitzer. Um, and the Rapshitzer, as a kid, he was very sharp. He was, he was a wise guy. He got busted for crawling under the table in the, in, you know, by his malamed, um tying the kid's sitters to the benches. And when he got busted, he just yelled, like, what do you want? You're not even saying good Torah anyway, because there's a taisus and ksubis that mommy says, lehepech of everything that you're saying. So like, uh, what do you want from me? <laughs> so he was very sharp. He was a wise guy. Um, <laughs> One time, his father, his father turned to him as a kid, and uh, and he said, "You know what's with you? You're wasting your time." He was about five or six years old. You know, like you're wasting your time. You're not davening, learning. So he says, "What do you want to have a Sahara?" So he goes, you, Adar Abba, you should learn from the Sahara. The Yitzhara is, you know, is constantly there and constantly doing his avodas Hashem by not letting, you know, letting you know, trying to get you to stop doing avodas Hashem <laughs> the whole time. He's going crazy, and he never lets lets up for even for a minute." And the little Reb Naftali looks up and he goes, yeah, that's because he doesn't have a Yetzirah stopping him. So he was, uh, he was quite, quite, quite exciting. Um, he, well, we're going to jump through just quickly through his life. He, there was, there's a lot that we're going to talk about, but today we want to just jump into a couple different stories. Um, he was connected to Tzaddikim uh, in the world of hasidah from so a young age. He learned by his father. He learned by his grandfather of Itzikol. He learned by, by many others. Um, he actually learned in yeshiva with the, with the Holy Nasivus uh, well-known, well you know, from the Ktsais and the Sivas. Um And he...
0: His family were Hasidim?
1: His, his family was open to Hasidus. Yeah, his father brought him
2: to... No, Redis- his, father, his father was, was a misnagged. His mother was, brought him into Hasidus.
1: Right, but but he but he they was open like his father brought him to Reb Chil of Tlatshev at thirteen to put on tefillin, and and his father also went to Rebben Mendel of of Rimenev, like he was also known to to frequent there. I, they weren't they weren't misnag. I don't think they were misnag them, but I don't think they were um, as as far He went to he went to of, of Lezhensk like um, at seventeen. Um and yeah, it's actually a very interesting story. Sorry, not at seventeen, at sixteen. At sixteen, he made it. And at 27, Rebbele Melech passed from this world. The the Holy Rabshitzer was known. He, he made himself many 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 Rebbes. Yet his his primary rebbe was Rebbele Melech of Lajansk. When Rebbele Melech passed on, he made himself. They call it the three fathers. Um, it was it was the holy uh, the the chayze. The, the Chayzer, Rabbi Yaakov Yitzchak, the Chayzer of Lublin. Um The Rosh of Magid. What would you say? Go ahead. Sorry. And no, and Reb of Rimanov; those were his three main rabbis. But he mamish made everybody into his rabbi. He spent the year by Reb Mordechai of Neshez. He, um, he 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 was by many. He, he was by the of Yisrael. He was he was all over the place. He he held. It says in it says in "Aselech um, He said, "You got to make yourself reish bays rabbanim. You have to have two hundred and two rabbanim." Just like he made he made everybody into his rabbi. and they all loved him because. He was fiery, he had no patience for fools, <laughs> absolutely none at all, he, he was quoted as saying, I, I don't even want to be in Ghanaian if they sit me next to a fool. Um, but uh, he had, he, and, and, and he was nice to everybody. Like he gave, he gave cover, he gave respect, and he was able, he was very, he was able to manage the delicate um, courts of different tzaddikim, even ones that weren't so into each other, he was, he, he, he had a, a subtlety about him and a, a sharpness that everybody liked. There was even, just to, to bring out a point, one time the, the Chayza, there was another one of the Rebbe's, I don't remember which one it was, who started giving out Kvitlach and the Chayza heard about this. And the Chayza was very upset. So this other Rebbe reached out to the Rebbe Naftali and said, can you go and talk to the Chayza for me? So You're Naftali talking about the to- the Yid? I don't think it was with the Yid, because the Yid, with the Yid, it, 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 it wasn't glossed over as smoothly as this one. Um, oh, okay. it, it, was, it was a lesser, well-known um, tzaddik. And so he comes into the Chayza, and he says, you know, what's his name? Yenem is, is a tzaddik. Like, wh- what's your issue with him giving out kvitlach? So the Chayza says, well, what do you mean? I, I could see that he's not a tzaddik, and on the level to give out kvit- kvitlach. You, I see. You, you should be giving out kvitlach. So the Rabshitta says, well, that's because he davens that you shouldn't see his greatness. So the Chayza says, yeah, and you don't daven that I shouldn't see your greatness? He goes, so the Rav says back, I see that's why he deserves to be a Rebbe, and I don't really deserve to be a Rebbe. And the Chayza looks at him and he goes, okay, okay, Naftali. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I'm good with it. And that was it. He was good with it. So we see that Reb Naftali had this, you know, there was even you know, different gatherings that sometimes Reb Naftali didn't make it to. And Reb Mendel of Rimanov. there was a big gathering, and the, the government threw a bunch of the tzaddikim into jail. And um, I think it was what Reb Naftali was leading it. And so Reb Naftali had to go around and get them out of jail. It was a whole story. And afterwards, Reb Naftali was very upset at him. He goes, why didn't you come? Why, why weren't you there? You should have been there with us. And so Reb Naftali yeah. is like, well, then who would have gotten you out of jail? So it <laughs> was interesting interesting stories how he dealt with a lot of these these different things
0: anyhow it is interesting though that uh you know often someone who is like like the ruptured who was sharp and would say the truth like he spoke the truth he's you know he was straight up at the same time you're able to make peace because it's like when people know that you're going to speak the truth they know also that like uh you know if you're going you're able to you're able to then connect the people properly because the people trust you, you gain a certain amount of trust
1: yeah yeah so I'm going to kick it off with one short story. I was going to say you guys should take it away, but I'll kick it off with one short story. You guys will give me some feedback I, This one's just such a good feel good story I love it and it uh, and also talks a little bit about it gives you an idea of who he was hanging out with when he was young so um this was a young, a young Reb Naftali, was in Lublin. I'm not sure if he was if it was by Rebbe Eli Melech at this point still, um, or if it was by the Chayza. But it was young, young Reb Naftali, and he was there with Rebbe Yaakov Yitzhak, not the Chayza, but the Yidda Kaddish, and the holy Reb David of Lelev. And they're young chevra, and they were like looking to have like little feastly, you know, like sometimes you want to make a little suda, and they couldn't, uh, they didn't have enough money to cover it. So there was this young guy. And his name, was, his name was Aaron. And, and he was a young Avrech. And he's like, here, I'll throw down some money for the, for the Suda. So he throws down some money. They have a shmaka a Suda. You know how it is with your friends. You know, maybe you've had an experience like by Reb Shimon or by the, the Rav or his own cave, or maybe by, by Uman. But, you know, when you're with your friends and you're talking Torah, it was mamish. It was a good little, a good story. So, so you know, like they had this great time. Years later, you know, the Yid Kadesh is running his own court, and then the Rabshitzer is uh, king of Rabshitz, and, and, and Reb David of Lelev, you know, he's rocking his, his, his world in Lelov, And they get together, they, they met up, and they were sitting together, and they're, and they're schmoozing, and they said, Chavri, you remember remember that guy, Aaron? And they're like, yeah, yeah, Ronnie. I remember that, that Ronnie. He threw down for that meal. It was gavav So they said, where is he now? They all lean back and they start going through it. They open their eyes and go, anybody find him? No, can't find him. He's he's not in any of the shtiblach down here, none of the Stieblach upstairs. They close their eyes again. And they open their eyes, he goes, I think we found them. They're like, Yeah, oh man, what happened to him? <laughs> mom has lost it. He went off he went he went he went nuts. He did all sorts of unmentionable mentionable acts. And um, so they said, I think we owe Ronnie, we owe Ronnie a good one, huh? So they're like, yeah. So they all leaned back and they started sending him some crazy huray tshuva. They just blasted him and gavalt. That was it. He just, the imamish pulled him right out from wherever he was and he did tshuva gemura. So you never know who's thinking about you right now. And you know something? Maybe if you're on the level, put out a little thought to someone else in the world. Chaim. (laughs) And Chaim, yeah.
0: Chaim, that's, that's fantastic.
1: What do you got for us? I'm going to jump
2: in here sorry. for a second. I know that like there's there's so many things that I've read over the years that really make me feel so connected to the, to the eruption, sir. Um, I'm not known for my brevity though. And he was known for brevity. There's like a few stories that stick out in my mind about his brevity, like there was one story where Erev um, Pesach, he, he comes home from shul after giving his uh, big Shabbos to go drosha, and his wife looks at him, and she says, like, what's wrong, you know? He's like, um, you know, I gave this drosha today, whatever, and she's like, and, you know, how'd you feel about it? He's like, I feel like I got through 50%. The drosha was that there's, you know, people need money on Pesach, so I got the poor people to they are willing to accept money. The rich <laughs> people we'll see. <laughs> you know, there's another another time that he stood up and he said, um, so one time he gets up, it was I think Shuvah Drasha. He stands up there and he said and he's standing there and he's looking at the crowd for a while. He's looking at everybody, and then he says A worm of the earth is going to inspire you. And he walked off the, he walked off the, you know, the beamer and they started, uh, down, you know, finished dominating. That's, that like, that was him in the sense, like, if you can sense what's coming out of a story like that, that was the Rapshitzer as li- as few words as possible to have a big impact on whatever was going on you know there was another story actually that that was coming to my mind about his um about his speeches he says he, he used to say that there's you know in order to in order to get people you have to have a very short speech it has to be based on the partial and it has to have a good lesson, you know? So he gets up and he says, I don't know what, I, I don't know what Cedric it is this week, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I'm, I, I can't remember what the end of that was, but Yaakov, let me pass it off to you.
1: I don't remember that one either. Oh, that was it. it was at, they say that that was actually his first week in Rupshitz. when he became the Rub of Rupshitz, He got up and he said that, like you like said, it's got to be three things on the Parsha, true and short. He goes, I don't know what, the, what this week's Parsha is. It's short, it's true, and it's connected to the Parsha.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny because I was looking and there's so many stories about the Ravschitzer, which like, he was um, he didn't hold of himself. It was, he was very strong in his opinions, but at the same time, he looked at, at himself as, as nothing, like literally, like Yehuda was saying before, and like you said with the, the worm story, like, and there's a couple of stories that are just he hit so hard and like one time he was um, when he was the ready to rub in rub shits, So you can imagine he's on the level and you know, he took the job. So obviously, you know, he's good enough to do it. But anyway, so he used to, he used to walk sometimes at nights in the evenings or early morning. He used to walk in the outskirts of the town and the fields and, you know, going and doing his thing. And, uh, and one time he's walking out there late at night. And he bumps into a, one of the watchmen who are out there to guard the orchards or guard the fields. And so he says, "Ah, oh, who are you working for? So he tells him, oh, this guy, that guy. And he says, who are you working for, Rabbi? And 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 the ruptures are like, just stopped. And he was just in shock. He was, the words just hit him like a ton of bricks. Who are you working for? He's thinking, oh my. And, 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 and he starts stammering and goes, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm not working for anybody I'm not working for anybody and he starts walking back and forth he's like I'm not working for anybody and, uh, and and he turns to the watchman he goes would you like to be my mishamish? he says Shh. the guy says of course but what do you want me to do for you he says I just want you to remind me
2: wow oh. chills
0: chills and, and there's a couple other stories like this. Like there's another one. It's a great one. It says, it's a who daven that anyone who has sorrow should be able to come to them so that they'll be able to help them. It says, but there's the rabbi of Rabshitz. he davens that Hashem should help all the people. They shouldn't be deluded in thinking that some rabbi helped them.
2: Yeah. That was him. Yeah. Crazy. It's funny. He used to say that... In faraway places, he's known as Reb Naftali from Rapshitz. In the town of Rapshitz, he's known as the Rebbe of Rapshitz. In his house, I'm known as Naftali. Says my (laughs) wife, she knows me the best.
0: Yeah. One time, somebody asked him that, it says that Hashem showed Moshe Rabbeinu, Dar Dar Vidarshav. Every generation and its guides, its leaders. So he said, why... Did Hashem show Moshe Rabbeinu the generation and only then the leader? He should have showed him the leader first and then the generation, you know? So he says, he says, you know, Moshe Rabbeinu, his face was like the sun. Yeshua was like the moon. Every generation gets a little bit less, the radiance. He says, if the Rabbeinah Shalom would have come along and showed them Naphtali, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu would have passed out. He, what? So he says, first he had to show them the generation. <laughs> he show them such a generation. Even Tali could uh, even Neftali could be a rabbi.
1: Well, it's funny what he said that. I almost thought of the same story. <laughs> wild, wild, wild. Yeah, he was also known, though, he was also known for, for, for getting others with this. There was one time there was a guy who was quite, quite full of himself. And so, rab Naftali went over to him and said, No, what are you working on? So the guy said, I'm working on Bittl. I'm trying to work on realizing that I'm mamish nothing. He goes, wow, that's so interesting because I've been working my whole life to finally become something.
0: <laughs> it's like, what do you have to work so hard on, buddy?
1: <laughs> yeah, mamish gewalt.
0: On the other great. hand, he mm-hmm. also had a very sensitive side to him. There's a beautiful story that shows his sensitivity. It was, he had two Talmidim who were best friends. Like, Beloved to one another. David and Jonasun. And they used to come to eat with the Rebbe, the Rapshitzer. And every time, you know, sometimes when you when you, bake the, when you bake the rolls, sometimes they stick together. So every time these guys would come to him for the meal, he would give them two rolls that were stuck together. One week, these guys had a little falling out and they weren't so happy with each other. And they came to the Rapshitzer for the meal as usual. And he gave them separate roles and they were they like they looked at one another they started crying and they turned at each other and they go you know i'm sorry it's my fault i shouldn't have done that the other one at the same moment turns to me, goes you know i'm so sorry it was really me i shouldn't have said what i said to you and they just hugged each other and started crying and the next meal again the orphanage gave them the connected bilkul wow you know I, the craziest
1: thing i read the story about these two friends that were looking for a Rebbe. And I wonder if it was maybe these two guys. So they showed up at the Rabshitzer and, they, and the Mamash, they were looking, they're, they, you know, they're looking for a Rebbe. And at the same time, some other guy comes in and he has this whole letter. And he comes into the Rabshitzer, he goes, he goes, Rebbe, he goes, I did so many Averis, but I went to this other Rebbe and he gave me this whole list of things that I need to work on and I need to fix. He goes, maybe you can give me easier things And the Robschitzer looks at him, gives him a scathing look and goes, what did God do to you that you did all these bad things to him? And the guy like starts bugging out. And he goes, goes, what, you think this list is long enough? He took it easy on you. And the guy just loses and bursts into tears and he's literally sobbing on the floor. His mama saw his whole life, just he's sobbing on the floor. And suddenly these two guys start dancing. (laughs) <laughs> and they're dancing and they're hugging and they're laughing and they're like ah and the rough just looks and goes what's wrong with you two You have no no respect these guys on the floor and they look at him and they go we knew we got we have Masaira that the only way that you can you can accept the Rebbe is if you could find someone who in one moment can Mamish clean a person up from his whole life and give him such a kapara that he's ready to restart fresh brand new and goes and we just found it I, i'm sorry for him but he first of all he's doing great and and this is going to be amazing we found the hareba and the just looks at them and he looks back at the guy the guy finally after like 15 minutes picks himself up the off the floor and the just looks at him and goes you're completely clean bro go home and you know live live a good life and um so i wonder who was these two guys <laughs> these two crazy fools
2: it's Interesting He never wanted to be a, He didn't want to be a rabbi Right And they say that Like he didn't really Accept himself as a rabbi Until after the Chayza And the Kajnitzer And R- Mendel Rimenover uh, After they left the world But I saw in In one of the stories Where it said that One of his students Later on He told him He said listen You're going to be a big rabbi You have to give me a braha. And he said, what, Rabbi, I can't give you a bracha. He said, let me tell you something. He said, when I was very young, I met Reb Yitzhak Yitzchak, and Reb Yitzchak asked me to give him a bracha. And I refused, and I refused, and I refused, and I regret it to this day. He said, I, I regret it. He said, it, it, it limited me. So I'm telling you that for your own sake, this is, you know, this is the time. Let it go. Wow. Wow. I did, yeah. So crazy. one thing
0: that you see in all these stories is the, 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 uniting, the uniting principle is that he was not into BS. He was very real, always real. Sometimes, you know, real with humor, real with sharpness, real with sincerity, but very real. He couldn't handle, uh, handle Shekka or being a faker.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, uh, here's another angle that we could share is his, he he also did interesting things and it took people a little while to catch him. And sometimes he was very sharp. There were tzaddikim that said that he never saw, they never saw the Rabshister ever be mean to anybody. But there are definitely stories that you see that he was pretty sharp with people. Um, But I think they got it, meaning, you know, with love. But when um, the Rabshister, his son-in-law, Asher Yeshaya Rubin, um when he first yeah i you know married into the family it took a little take a little time to get Rupschitz. and w- at one time the ruptured comes into the into the kitchen and as he enters into the kitchen the sir puts on his face and he goes i don't get it i work hard around here i don't deserve a little milk nobody can, can take care of me a little milk all the work that i do i don't deserve it and his son-in-law looks at him and he's like What's wrong with him? Like, you don't talk like that to anybody, but these are the people that are working in the kitchen, like a little, you know, and he's like, oh, I'm going to tell him off. Anyhow, a few minutes later, this woman comes in and she goes, Rebbe I'm, I'm a poor widow and I have no money and I have little twins at home and I need milk for my kids. Can you please, can you please do for me that I should have milk? So the ruptureser looks at her and says, don't worry, it's already been taken care of. Go home. You're going to be good. So the son-in-law forgot about the, you know, what happened. He never got a chance to say anything to the Rapshitzer. But about two weeks later, the Rapshitzer, again, storms into the kitchen. And he goes, so you give me milk, but it's, but it's like water. It doesn't give me chias. I don't feel good. And it doesn't make me put on weight. Nothing. Like, I, I want good milk. Milk that is nutritious. Milk that makes me feel good. Milk that makes me...
2: And this is
1: it. Like, his son-in-law is like, he's nuts. He's literally lost it. Like, he has no respect. And a second later though, this woman comes in and she goes, Rebbe, Rebbe, my kids, Baruch Hashem now, I have milk, but my kids, they have they're, they're not putting on weight. They're they're scrawny, they're little. I, I need you, I, I need you to daven. in. Please daven into the shina, beg the shhina for me. And the Rabshitsa looks at her and says, The Shina's already heard. Don't worry, go home, it's already gonna be good. At that point, it clicked in the son-in-law and he half. He began to hop. What, what it means to Rapshetz. <laughs>
2: Reminds me funny. of a, God. Yeah, there was a great, there's a great story that's uh, about one time the when Reb Naftali was by the Chayso, so he sees this Chassid come out after having Yichidus with the rabbi, and he looks so dejected. So he goes over to him, he asks him like, "What's going on?" He says, "You know, listen, I went and uh, I, I'm, I, you know, I, I needed a Yeshua, and I went to the rabbi for a bracha, and he told me, i 'I'm sorry, you know, whatever. There's nothing I could do.'" He's like, I told him, you know, I'm I'm related to, to him. He's like, our grandfathers, our brothers, our cousins, or something, whatever. And and he, you know, the Chayza his response is like, ah, eh, vayte distant cousins. So the Rapture tells him, listen, when he's going to daven mincha, go up, stand behind him, and when he's in the first bracha, he says, leke Avraham, leke Yaakov. Just from behind, just say, eh, vayte distant relatives. So he goes up there, he does it, and the chaz afterwards he, he comes over to the guy he says, I got you. But just tell me, was this one of Naftali's tricks? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my oh
1: my gosh, a little crazy rupshitzer.
0: So it's funny because you said the milk story, and there's a story about the rupshitzer that one time on Yom Kippur, after Musaf, he was schmoozing with some chavra <laughs> and he says, you No. Know, I wish I could be reborn as a cow. What? He goes, Yeah. All I want is I should give some milk and a yid will drink me before davening and feel refreshed and davening good davening.
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh. It goes in line with the story that you said before about him, you know, davening that people should just be taken care of at home and, and not be fooled into thinking that it was him that did something. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah,
0: we'll yeah. That yeah, like, gives milk. Yeah, yeah, all right. We don't thank the cow every time we drink milk, right? <laughs> thank Hashem. Yeah. Holy
1: there.
2: Yeah. But I got
0: to tell you, though, some of the stories, uh, I like the funny stories about the are I think Yehuda, you you've told over and maybe we'll just share the recording so people can go to I'll share it in the comments the story of the rap are around the onions which is definitely all-time favorite yeah and uh, but um, I was maybe uh, I I really would love to tell over the story of um, what happened after the Khaiza passed away this is one of my all-time favorite rap stories yeah so with your with your permission the Khaiza passed away on Tishabov and um so um mozay tishabov the rabshitzer went and changed clothing he put on like work clothing and he wanted to go out to be involved in digging the Khaiz's grave so he put on work clothes and he grabbed a pick and a shovel and he goes out to um to to meet up with the haver kadisha and the workers and that night it was a crazy summer thunderstorm a crazy summer thunderstorm, and um, it's pitch black. You can imagine before, before, uh, before there was electricity. There's no lights, and at night it's dark. And when there's a thunderstorm, it's pitch black, except for the occasional flash. Everything lights up, and then it's even darker than before. So it's a crazy summer thunderstorm night. <coughs> the ruptures goes out. And he sees the, they have a couple of, uh, you know, laborers gathered together to go dig. And so before he even talks to the Chavar Kaddish, he goes over to the laborers, gives them a, he pulls out a bottle of vodka, starts pouring some drinks to them, and he's making friends, he's schmoozing with the guys. And then he gives them a couple of rubles. He says, Look, we're going to get out into the, we're going to get out into that mess. He says, As soon as I find a spot that I want you to dig, I'm going to give you a sign. You just start digging right away, okay? And he's buddies with them at this point. He's like, "And I'll give you the, I'll give you, I'll give you the other half. Of it. I'll give you the same amount of money. I'll give it to you when we're done. When we come back. I'll give you a, you know, double." So no problem. Pleasure. And, you know, they're uh, they're enjoying him.
2: Yes, anyway, Mr.
0: at this the the the, the rub of Lublin at that point was a big misnagged. It was the eyes, He was known as the eyes in a cup, the Rosh Habarzel, the Iron Head, because he was such a a big lambdin Talmud Chacham. But he was. Not he was not into the chazza. There's other great stories about him and the chazza back and forth. Uh, you know what? There's one quick one. One time he, he came to the chazza. I just have to jump. A and story in a story, yes. Story in a story. My life is like a storybook story. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so one time, today. one time the Eisner tells the chazza. He's like you know, all these Hasidim come to you. Why don't you tell them the truth that you're really nothing and you're not a Rebbe at all, you're not a Tzadik at all, and they should stop coming to you. The Chazer says, you're right, I should. So that Shabbos, gets up and he says, guys, I don't know why you're coming to me. I, I'm nothing. I'm lower than nothing. And uh, I don't know what you come here for. I, I can't help you in any way. So all the Hasidim go, wow, the Rebbe is such an honor. He's such an awesome Rebbe. The next week, so many more Hasidim come. what The Chayza is the holiest. And the eyes in the cup sees this and gnashes his teeth. Oh, it didn't work. Sorry. I know what to do. He calls the Chayza and he goes to talk to him again. He says, you know what? See, so you're Hasidim. They like that talk. Oh, you're such an onov. They're very into that. Why don't you go tell them how great you are and you're awesome? And then they won't come back to you, you and get rid of them. Like, because you know, you and I know they shouldn't be coming to you. So the Chayza says, look, he says, I might be nothing, but I'm not a liar. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the Eisenachub calls, yeah. uh, by the, and the Chayza passes away. He calls in the head of the Heber Kedisha, and he says, look, I want you to make sure, this Hasidim are going to want to put the Chayza in a very, you know, in a hush of a place in our holy city of Leblin with all the great and They want to find them a good place. I want you to shove them, shunt them off to the side, like out of the way. We're like, you know, not, don't give him any good spots in our, in our basic virus. It's okay. No problem. So he comes out there and uh, he's got his crew and the is there. He's just like the Rupschitz is here. Okay, fine. He says, what are you doing here? He says, it's my rabbi. I want to be involved in bearing. He says, okay, but no funny stuff. And they go out. You can imagine it's a big, the big basic virus of bleen. And it's pitch black and a pouring rain there. They're covered up in ponchos and they have these little lanterns and they're going out in the pouring driving rain trying to find the place to bury him. And the whole time the Rupschitzer is just keeping up a pitter patter. He's talking to the head of the Chavrek. She goes, He's like, who cares where we bury him? It doesn't even make a difference to me. This weather is crazy. It's just fine anywhere. It doesn't make a difference. Anywhere we find that's a decent spot, I don't care. We'll just bury him and get it over with. It's crazy out here. And he just keeps this, you know, this conversation up the whole time. And they're looking around trying to find and It's very difficult, as you can imagine. All of a sudden, the it ruptures, the senses. This is the spot. He feels it. He feels the Kedusha. Feels like this is the right place. Immediately, he gives a signal. To the to the workers, to the laborers, and they start digging. And as he does that, he turns to the guy, and goes, "You know, it doesn't matter to me where. Even here is okay. Like even here." And they start digging, and the head of the chaver gets he gets nervous. He's like, "This trickster! I don't trust him." He starts looking around, going to the nearby kavaram, trying to see who, where are we exactly? They're totally lost. And suddenly, he sees <gasps> they're right next to Rab Shachna of Lublin. Reb was one of the biggest, he was one of the biggest uh, rebuttum of Leblina in the previous generation, and he goes, oh no, this is the prime real estate, this is the best spot on the whole basic forest, he goes, no, he starts yelling at them to stop digging, and the are goes, what's the problem, he's arguing with them, and they're yelling at each other, and then meet them, these guys are just digging away, they want to get out of there, and get the rest of that bottle of vodka, and the rest of their money, and go home, and <laughs> they're digging away, and by the time, they, and before you know it, the grave is dug, they're still arguing, and they come back, and, the, and the, the head of the Kadisha, comes into the Rav. He goes, I really messed up. I don't know what to do. He, says, he tells them the whole story. And the Rav says, you know, the fact is, the halach is, I don't know if it's a halach or a minute, but the way it is, is that once you dig a grave for somebody, that's where you bury him. He says, there's nothing we can do about it. And, uh, and, and thus the ravshitzer won again. They say
1: that, that Imamash fits because... The Holy Chayza used to always t- tell people whenever they needed a Yeshua to go daven by Reb because he said all the other tzaddikim in the base of verse already went to Eretz Yisrael. is Shach- the tzaddik who stayed behind
0: to protect the city of Lublin. So he got buried exactly where he was supposed to. Wow. So sometimes, like a Yaakov Avinu, got to know how to play the game. The Rabbis definitely knew how to play the game. Yeah. Yeah. It, reminds me of, it just reminds me of one other, this guy who comes to the Rapshitzer and he, had, uh, he wanted a tikkun for, for a terrible Avera, but he was embarrassed to say, this one is a fan, everyone knows the story. He was embarrassed to say that he did such an Avera, so he comes in and he says, Rebbe, my friend, he did, a, he did something wrong. He's embarrassed to come himself, so he asked me if I could come and ask the Rebbe, what's the tikkun for this Avera? And the Rupchtsa looks at him. He says, "Your friend is a fool. He could have come himself, and said he was coming for somebody else." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Your friend is a fool. Yeah, Gavalt. Go Gavalt. Go hey, what do you got there for us?
0: Yo, what was that story? You got? You said you knew that the, about the only three times the Rupchtsa said that somebody bested him.
2: So. <laughs> oh. One time was with his son, when his son was very young. I think he said over the story about, uh, um, with the Yetzahara, where he he, his, he asked his son, something was also like the, the same story about with the Yetzahara, where he asked this kid,
1: right.
2: how come you're not doing this? And he said, oh, the Yetzahara, whatever. And he's like, but the Yetzahara is following what the Eberster wants. He's doing exactly what it is. He says, well, uh, what do you want? The Yetzahara doesn't have the Yetzahara. So that was the, that was one story. The second story was that he came to a city or a little town and there was a a shul with exactly 10, there was exactly 10 Maspalim in the, in the, in the village. And there was a basic virus, over there. So he asked this girl in the street, he says, um, I don't understand. You don't need both. If somebody dies, there's no minion, so you could shut down the shul. And if, uh, and if, you ha- if everyone's alive, what do you need a Beis Achayim for? So she said, ah, the shul, everyone's going to be okay. But the Beis Achayim is for guests. It's for travelers, for anyone that's coming through. Like you. <laughs> yeah, that was one story. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's two stories. And then the last one... The last one was Simchas Torah. There was like a guy that came there who was never involved with, with anything. All of a sudden he shows up, Simchas Torah, he's dancing away. The guy is so happy. So the Rav Shitzer goes over to him and says, what are you doing here? What is, like, what's your Shaychas with Simchas Torah? So the guy says, my dear Rebbe, if my brother makes a, makes a, a Hasana, am I not gonna come? Am I not invited? No, I'm going to come, and I'm going to dance, and I'm going to be involved as if it's my own somehow. Give up.
1: Tested <laughs> the Rapshitzer. They say also there's a story, there's a story with, with, with his wife. Um, and there's a lot of stories with his wife. I mean, that's also something that we can go into. Um, interesting the Sarah about that. Like, you know, the, the, the Rapshitzer actually had two marriages. His first marriage didn't last very long, very, very short. And, one year, uh, I think.
0: Hmm? I think it was yeah, one year.
1: Yeah, I don't even know if it was a if it was a year, but it could be. I don't know. Um, but uh, the second the second wife was Gavalt. He was very happy with her, but she was she was quite a sharp and strong and known for known for her uh, her sharpness. But one time she turned. Serbic wit. Yes. Yes. So. Um, <laughs> think about it we have to get it it's definitely an interesting discussion i don't know if it's for today um what the deal is you know with with that and um what was said but but one time she came over to him and she looked at him she goes what's with you you're making this bracha shalaya sani isha who do you think you are you're making a bracha that you're not a woman so he looks at her and he says my dear lovely amazing wife we make a bracha that we're not the woman that has to live with me
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, good oh, Yeah, good is, it's Yeah, but that was the rupture Also, he was always he was always there. He was always he was so on the ball with that.
2: Yeah, yeah Um, I, I wanted another. to share. I saw a little turret today mm-hmm. from the Rupchand Very sweet. It says. um Right, in Shema, we say, Al mezuzos right? Mm-hmm. So he says, what's mezuzos? He says, Mizuzo, mezuzos, if you take the first letter is a mem, the last letter is a tof. Mem tof is mace. Is that what's in the middle of the mem and the tof, in mezuzos, zayin vav, zayin vav. He says, what's the gematria of zayin vav, zayin vav? 26. He says, when you have the Ebershter inside, then you're all right. It saves you from the death. If it's not, if you're not connected to the Ebershter, you're, you're lacking. I like that one. Your yeah. So
0: that's so interesting. So zoo, zoo. And as soon as he said that, I was thinking, what's zoo, zoo? Zoo, Tyra, the zoo, Schara. Oh. Uh. Who said that? Didn't they say that when the Malachim said that when Rabbi Akiva was dying? Right. I have no idea what the connection is, but uh, zuzu, zoo, zoo. this is Torah and this is the sechar for it, and that's gematria yud kevavke. Must I'm sure there's a meaning there, but you yeah. know what? We don't have the answer right now. We don't have to have the, We don't have to have it right now. Wow.
1: You know, one of the things about Hasidim is that they were really in like, which I think is part of the like the whole idea, and it opens up a lot of Panemius, is the idea that they would always make these plays on words, recognizing play on words, sometimes, you know, Yiddish to Hebrew to like playing around, even with like, you know, the, you know the, 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 like the, the language of the times, the Polish, the Russian, they were very into playing it because this is kind of like the idea of like making of from different things, from, you know, recognizing like playing around with things and creating new realities. Um, and when, so there's there's many many stories about it, but there's one story that one time that when when Reb Naftali was really young, he was by the Ay of Yisrael, the Holy Reb uh, Reb Avram Yeshua Heschel of Apt, and so, so he the Apt the was quite old at the time, and he was laying in his bed, and on the chair was Reb Nachamendel of Rimanov, and Reb Naphtali was sitting on a stool. And they're sitting there schmoozing. And at some point, the looks at looks at the young of Naftali, gives him like a little like eyebrow look, and he goes, Naftali, what did you think about that Mincha of Yom Kippur, huh? And, Na- and Naftali starts laughing. His mom is like giggling away. And, and they're all like three chuckling together. So afterwards, the gabai of Reb Mendel of Rimenev comes over to, to Reb Naftali and goes, what was that about? Tell me. And he was a tzaddik also, this gabai. But, so Reb Nafal, like, ah, he's like, he's like, listen, you know, I'm not asking that after of, and I'm definitely not asking Reb Mendel, my Rebbe, tell me what was going on. He said, All right, I'll tell you the truth. He goes, you know how there was this big, um, this big, you know, plague that was been going on, and it's been really hurting the women, killing many women, especially pregnant women. He says, so there was this simple guy who like never really Davins. And he was, he came into the, to the big town for Yom Nairam, and it was Erev Kippur, and they were all in shul, and he, he opened up a sitter and he's barely, you know, making his way through Shemona Esrei. And he gets up to the bracha of Mevarei HaShanim. And he starts off, and he, and he sees it, and he's got it wrong. He, he sees the bracha, it's called Mevarei HaNashim, blessing the women. And, and he says, and, and the Yid Mamish, like, you know, he never davens, and he's Mamish having, like, this high experience, and he's going, Hashem! bless the women, is like the good women throughout history, all the holy Jewish women, and he's crying, and he goes, baruch and the guy got the whole bracha wrong, but that bracha stopped the entire magefa He goes, and so we all saw this, because we've all been working, to like all been to stop this magefa and then this random guy just broke right through with his messed up bracha. You know, That's part of it. That's part of like you know the. We never know. You never know. That's
0: it. I mean, that's like a classic Hasidish story because, it's all about. It's at the Balshemtov is <laughs> always talking. It's Rahman Ali Babay. It's all about where you're coming from with sincerity and heart, and being real, and even if uh, even if you're being real is like, it could be humorous, it could be different, it could be not exactly what you should be doing but if you're doing it for the right reason and you end up in the right place and you you, you win man Ruptschitz wins again and the howl went up in the city of lebline <laughs> yeah they
1: say one time by by but they say that howl they say the that Rebbe Le-Melech of Lezhensk used to scream, Rupshitz, and this was well before Rebbe ever became the rub, but he would just scream, Rupshitz! What are you doing? They say one time he was hiding under the bed because he wanted to see what Rebbe Le-Melech was going to, you know, how he davens marav. And he puts the, you know, Rebbe melech puts the Garth around one time and about the whole room fills with light, and like he puts it around the second time, finally, like, Rebbe Le-Melech is like, ah, stop, stop, it's too much! And of course, Miluk rips
0: up the bed and
2: goes, "Ruffians! What are you doing? Get out of here!" Yeah, it's actually a trip. I always wondered about that story because, like, what 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 was going on? Like, clearly, the ruffians are wanted to know. I want to know, like, what was going on there that he went in and in in that story, the rubber of Miluk told him, like, if you would have been here one more time, that I wrapped that. You know, your Neshama would have gone out, right. which actually reminds me of I, I wanted to get into a little bit like the stories. There's two different versions of the story about what happened when he first came to to the Re of Mylah. One was that he comes to the Re of mylah and and the Rebbe of Millah tells him, "Get out of here. I don't want anybody with Yehus. I don't need yichus. you know Yuchin over here." And he looked at he looked at the Rebbe of Millo and he just threw himself on the floor and he started crying and he was just crying until he was he had like blood coming out of his mouth and his tears and he was gone and the, and the Rebbe of Miloch accepted him. so that story goes along with another story that there was there was a story with the Kasantsar Magad that the Kasantsar used to say like that, that whatever his tefillah was was always accepted. And there were times where sometimes he used to just be able to say things quiet. And sometimes, like, if, for, like, really serious situations, it was, like, at night when he used to say, Tikkun Chatzos. So whatever he asked for used to go. One night he's saying, he's saying Tikkun Chatzos. And, he's, and he says, he sees, like, his feelings are, like, bouncing back. So he sends, his, he sends some of the chavar around. You know, go see what's going on. There's something going on in the town that is not allowing it. Maybe there's somebody, like, doing, like, a big Aveiro or whatever it is. So they go around town. They don't see, you know, there's nothing going on. Like, you know, the, the Kretschmer, everyone's calm. There's nothing too crazy going on there. And then the guy haps upon a wedding. Now, what had happened was that, you know, the rupture had a very soft side to him also, despite his being an antagonist and trying to like call people out he also he was like he had that that super holy sweet side to him so he had come to a wedding and he saw like the caller like was just not happy so he went over to her he asked her like what's the issue she's like i don't know like you know everyone's dancing and there's drinking but there's no like real simcha going on so he's like what do you need you need a bad he's like you know i'm a bad He's like, tell me a little bit about this people. And you know, this person, that person. And he starts, he starts with his bad chanas, And the people are cracking up. Everybody's laughing. He's creating such joy at this wedding that like everything's crazy. So it turns out that when they come back to, to the Kajna and they tell him, you know, this was going on at the wedding. He's like, ah, it turns out that everything in Shamayim stopped also. It was like whatever's going on down here stopped because of the pure joy that he was bringing to a chassan and kala, and it stopped everything. And it says, you know, the Koshner Tzomagin says, yeah, you know, something. The even the Eibisher was focused on this. Now, how we understand these things, obviously, it's a rubbish story, but it goes to say, it just goes to show that there was like there are certain things that you can do to bring happiness, which is also like within. I mean, I think it's accepted across all of Yiddishkeit that we leaned in the Parsha today, V'yahavta l'reche Or maybe we didn't lean. Some people leaned, some people didn't. Whatever, I can't say what's going on. Yeah. But um, in the Parsha this week, V'yahavta if kamocha. If you really care about someone, which is actually interesting, maybe it'll segue into the fact that um, His of what do you say? It's HaYvsheh Benetzach.
0: One second, Abe, before you segue, I just want to say that I heard the end of the story is that he was telling such good jokes that the, all the malacha and Hashem, they couldn't stop themselves. They had to go hear his jokes and they're rolling with laughter. That's how I heard the story anyway.
2: Right, that's what I meant. I, I wasn't, you know... <laughs> yeah. So the truth is, before the segue, I wanted to go back. Why did I jump into that story? Because they say that story about the rubber of Milo that it was with, uh, with the sir and the rubber of my So I don't know which was the... Which was the real story, but it's, I, w- I wanted to just jump in like what, one yichus story, which was great. Reminds me that you know the Rosh you said before that he took his yichus very seriously. So there was one time he was somewhere and he says, "I have the greatest yichus," and one he said, he challenged. Everybody has a better yichus than me. Come and say it. So one guy comes over, and you know after everyone knew of uh, Reb Naftali's. Yichus. And this one guy comes over and he says, Listen, you know, my yichus is greater than yours. He says, No, tell me your is. He said, My father didn't put film, his father didn't put film, his father didn't put film, and I put film every day. So my yichus is greater." Rabbi Tal, he said, Ah, oh, you're right. Your yichus is taka greater than mine.
1: But then he continued. And he said, but you know what the problem is with your yichas that my yichas is better? He says, when you get up, and you learn for three hours, and you daven, and everything, and then you come to, to eat some food, and you go, man, I'm doing such a high avoid and now I'm eating food. But you know something? I'm doing better than my father, I'm doing better than my grandfather, and you sit down to eat like a bal gaiva. He goes, but me, if once in a while I get to wake up early in the morning, maybe I'm to learn a daf Maybe I could read a couple to Hillim, put on some tefillin. When I sit down to eat, I go, Naftali, you don't even come close to your grandparents. And I sit down and I'm still humble.
0: Okay. You know, okay. I, I, I wanna, okay.
1: Before we go forward, I know that you want to get into, in, uh, we want to bring up that, that Benetzach. but you brought up those, you said there were two neschais of when he met Rebelli Melech and you only said one.
2: Did you have enough, I'm sorry. Enough? So the second nusach was that, was that um, the Rebbe of Meilah was saying Tikten Chatzos. That's why I, I jumped Ooh. in with the story of the cousin sir because they say the same story ah, uh, by met, the Kuznitzir. And that's how he met Reb No, also that he came. Yeah. Nice. So I heard. And another that's girl. how the Rebbe of Meilah heard about him and he accepted him as a. You no, know, what happened was he had come to the Rebbe of Meilah, or Reb kicked him out. He went out and he was as he was strolling through the street. He ran into the Kala. The whole story with the Batsan and the, the Rebbe of Melech had had you know was uh, saying Tikkun And then he called he called him back and he said, "No, no, no, you can come."
1: That's awesome. I never I that, I never saw that, that connection, but I did hear another version to the Rebbe Rebbele when he when he met him. So I heard that when he came, and it could be you could also be in the star of like the, the story with the other one. It's like Shin in the sky. in the family when they wrote things down. You have to get like the, the different sperm. in the back of you know Zara Kadesh, They have like you know a kodesh, but then also like if you have like the they got some extra store. You know you have to like milak it from the different places, and that's why here like we're able to you know be mavara some of the ideas, and we'll have to you know I'm sure I'm sure there's some 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 Rubens out there, some Rubens and some hurwitzes that are going to be like who are these guys, <laughs> but.
2: But we have the blood to prove. Yes, mister. Um, I'll tell you funny. I went to, I, I met a, a fellow, Naftali Tzvi Horowitz. He's a Achar Ben Achaben from the from the Rapshitz. So you met me with, you know, we, we met him in Uman a few years ago. So he made a bar mitzvah, um, um, probably a year later. And or not, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was a few months later. And he invited me to the bar mitzvah. I went with Shmili, and and his grandfather, the Melitzer Rebbe, who is a Ben Achaben, right. was there. So I said, oh, well, I want to meet him, you know. So I come inside, and he's only speaking Yiddish to me. So he says to me, he, he says, says, you know, Naftali Tzvi introduces me as a yeah, as a Ruptshitseynikol. So he says, um, knew how you Ruptshitseynikol. I said, I don't really know how the Yiddish is. I like, can, you know, but. Um, so he says you, he, looks at, uh, he looks at he looks at Shmuel. He says, "What kind of yid doesn't have a beard and payas? <laughs> he says in Yiddish. So I said to him, "You know, a yid that's very undercover." <laughs> I said, "You have your avoida. I have my avoida. You know, I can't uh, necessarily wear beard and payas in my avoida, like you know." But it was funny. See, he had the sharpness, and I had—I almost felt like, okay, in order to prove my ethos, I have to come back with uh, I gotta be with crazy. something sharp. I Who's testing
0: crazy. you? Are you really a or ain't what can you come back with, man? Can you handle it? Can you handle the heat?
2: Yeah. Give Give up. I'll tell you how I know that we're really rupchtses, right? When when my son Nati was born, you remember the story, right? When well, my son Nati was born, so people were making jokes about what the, I was going to name him, maybe Glenn Fiddich or uh, whatever. I mean, Glenn is a really, not such a, whatever. Um, so Esti and I said, yeah, we're going to name him after a Rebbe. And I knew of Reb Naftali Rapshitzer. Esti's great uncle, um, Rabbi Heshamashinsky, was just Nifter right before that also. So by the by the bris after he was born we decided okay we're going to name him Naftali Tzvi, Naftali for the Rabshtzer, and Tzvi for Uncle Hashi. At the bris after then we name him and I'm giving I'm sharing my speech and I'm saying yeah he's Naftali for this and Tzvi for this and whatever and one of Esty's uncles comes over and he's like you know the Rabshtzer's name is Naftali Tzvi. So I said actually I didn't know. But you see, everything comes from heaven, so that the kid's name is exactly what it was supposed to be. Mamish. So Bottom line is that you know Yeah.
1: It's truth. It's the truth. Mammish. I'll tell you also, I know that we're ruptures because there's not many people in the world that could make a joke and say a deep tirah and mamish chop it on both levels and appreciate it on both levels. And you have to be, you have to have some Ruptzer's blood to do that. Like some people, they, they need to either be serious or they need to be joking. But to be able to like mommish bring it together, they say the Starshul of Bells, what, you know, was good friends with the with the, with the And um, I'm not sure if it happened with him or with his brother-in-law. But basically, he one of the two. He, he either heard somebody else told him, said, "Oh, I'm going to tell you the secret of Misa," and and so like, he was like, but you have to go to mikvah. And da, da, da. So he did the things and he tells him the secret and he laughs. So he goes, oh, then the guy walks out. And basically it was, it was two people, two rebbe's? I think it was a Sar Shalom. And I think Rebbe Cheskel of Shinov, one of them married the sister of the other. I'm not sure I'm getting this right. Maybe I'm getting it wrong, but it's something like this. And so basically they're brothers-in-law. And when he comes out, she- Cheskel
2: Shiniver was was the, the son?
1: No, Raphaim of Sans? No. Yeah. No? Okay, I'm I'm getting confused now. I don't know. I'm getting confused with the lineage. We'll have to look it look it up. Maybe we'll get on Wikipedia or something.
2: Who needs a um, Wikipedia? I
1: got I got all the info here. So so basically so when he finally gets the story, he like he's like, you know, wow, what was the what was the secret? He goes, Oh, it's a joke. He goes, When I was by the Rubschitzer, we were excuse me, we were peeling potatoes, me and another guy. And the rupshitzer comes out, takes. We were peel, peeling potatoes over the, you know, the big barrel filled with water. The rupshitzer smacks water in our faces, smashes our heads together, and tells us a joke. And that's how we understood the secret of, of Nishika of by misa. Because by the rupshitzer, in one little joke, kalakayad, he would give us mamish aylamas aylamas. By the way, that that Indian, it says that after the rupshitzer got married for the second time, so he was living in dukla by his in-laws. And during that time, he was mamish doing a lot of badchanas and by all the poor weddings. And he would go there and he'd pretend to be throwing shots back and he'd pour it all over his body and it would freeze. There are all these stories about it. Anyhow, yeah, his father-in-law was not into it. And he didn't to the avayda. So he sent a letter to Reb of Linsk, the, the Rapshitzer's father, and says, I don't know what to do with him. You know, I, I thought I married a Talmud Chacham. And now he's just, he's standing on tables making jokes. Like, what's the deal? And so Remendel Remendel comes with his wife, and they, they came, to, and he said, when's the next you know, poor person's wedding? And they came, and so he's hiding, Remendel's hiding behind the door, and he hears the rupture, So he's doing gramin, up the Aleph And after a few minutes, he, the Remendel turns to his wife and says, we're going home. It, it's, it's all good. So she says, what's going on? He says, up till up to the Aleph Beis, Gimel, Dalet, hey Vav, Zayin, Ches, Tes, Yud, those stanzas I understood. But after he got past the Yud, i had no i have no hasaga in what he's saying he goes he's just fine don't worry leave him be like
0: interesting it, it's interesting because there's uh there's a Rebbe in Harnof who married into a should say family or up should and also people like people he's connected people he, he also jumps up on tables and tells crazy makes crazy jokes and crazy stories and people a lot of people don't hop him but uh i think he's not the deepest of the deep
1: <laughs> Big Rebuff. <laughs> yes. Bekebal, to those who know. the it's so true. So I, I'm very with you on the, on that one. I want to so let's go back to when they when they came to, to Rebeli Melech. And by the way, I think this also shows that Rebelli Melech hopped the Rabschitz inyan also. So when they say when the Rabschitzer got there, like Abe was saying, when Rabshatzer got there, um Rebel Melech was not accepting him. So there's another Nusakh that says that the rub that Rebeli Melech said, Oh, you're the son of the murderer. You're Ben Haritzeh. Get out of here. I don't. I don't need people like you. And the Rabschitzer was like, "What? At the son of the murderer? Like you're gonna knock my yichus?" And he, and, so, and then he says, "What do you want? You know what? let do not 'I don't. I don't take people with yichus.' And all the people don't. Meri Melech did not take anybody with yichus. So, so like in this line, he's knocking the yichus and calling his father a murderer or something." Finally, is on the floor and he's begging and he's like like Abe said, his momish blood coming out of his throat and he's crying and sobbing and no way. Just because I have hijos, he's not gonna take me. What do you what? I should lose out just because I have hijos. That doesn't make any sense. I give up on my hijos. I don't need it. I'm just me. And he begs Reb Melech, what do you mean? So Melech says, I'll tell you what happened. When I was traveling in Gallus with my holy brother Rebzisha, on the end of our gallus, we came to the city of Linsk and in Linsk we went to the Rav and he brought us in and he gave us food to eat and he was very nice to us and when we left he gave us a donation but we noticed that we had more money than any of the other poor people and we figured it must be a mistake so we went back to him and we went to this private room we said and you know Nachman said, can we just ask the Rav like it looks like you gave us too much and so Rabbi Nacho Mendel the Rav Shister's father looked at them and said I know who you guys are. You don't you think you could hide yourself from me? And he, go, and he says, he goes, but you should just know that if I was in Gullus for as long as you guys were, I'd be on a much higher Madrega. <laughs> and they walk out and they're like, oh no. So they, end, they decided to do another year of Gullus because of that. And, and, and Rabbi Melech called him the son of the murderer because in that year, they Mamish hit a new level of Bittol And he said like his father is like Mamash... Uh, you know, he helped us murder our Yitzhakara. So, so and and so, like Kubi over there, like and he, he used that line. Like, you have to be rupture to see a line like that. You know, when in Rabbshitz, Rapshits. Wow. Yeah, but Keval, you should know that they say that even the Kajnitz and Magid said about about um, about the holy Rabbshitz about the holy Reb Naftali, that. You should know, nobody in the world could learn the Naim Ali Melech like Reb Naftali. But don't be surprised, because after Reb Ali Melech died, he came and he learned every single day with Reb Naftali. And he taught him the whole Naim Ali Melech even after he died.
0: Hello. Good, hey much, Good morning.
2: Hit but that I'm pause. jump
1: out for a second. I'll be right back.
0: Hit a Pause. Let's take a little break.
1: Valt. Valt. Yeah, the Rambam was a crazy, a crazy, unique tzaddik, and he was okay in his own shoes. That's for sure. I think also ultimately like, all the
2: Rebbers understood his Chachmah. They understood. They used to call him a chacham. However, like from a lot of the stories and and let's say a lot of the information, let's say from uh, Eli Wiesel has a has a great piece that he writes about him in uh, um, in somewhere a master, and he talks about how how the rabbis are connected to so many different Hasidic masters. He would just he would connect he would connect on the on the deepest levels. There's like a story with. Um, where one time I think he was by the Rijner, and the Rijner also called him like a big chacham, and they, and so one time he was there, and the Rijner asked him like, "No, they say you're a big chacham. Tell me a story. Tell me something that's like deep wisdom." So he tells a story about how one time he he fooled a guy. I don't remember exactly what the story was. Somehow he some he pretended he was some kind of some relation to Mayor Balaness. I think. And he goes to this guy and he, he fooled the guy. And he, this is the story that he's telling the originator, that he, he fooled this guy and they took the money from the guy and they went and they "Oh, booze. So the originator and, and the sir start laughing. And nobody understands, like, what's, what's, what's the joke here? Like, what am I missing? And we still don't know. <laughs> we still don't know what the joke, we don't know what was going on it was on such a high level that the, the, the said to him, ah, you know, (laughs) I I knew that you were a chacham, but like this, I didn't realize like, what was the story? What, what was going on there? There's so many other stories that I've read about him that also are, are like, just makes you wonder like, what was, what was the depth of this man? What was the depth of this man? I mean, there was, you know, from, from that story that I said before about um, whether it was r- the, with the Rebbe of Meilach or with the Kuznetzor about his laughter that he created, the the Rebbe's used to say, "With what, what what I can do with tears, you can do with laughter," and that was one of his chachmas. That was one of his depth the, the depth of what of of uh, of what he embodied.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. He was, and he was, he was sharp and he was witty, but it was, he was beyond. I mean, it's like a, it's, it feels like a bechina of Yitzchak of of just being in a, a space beyond. Yeah. That is
0: interesting. The gvura, the gvura and the laughter together. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, it's interesting. There's, there's a couple of good stories about when he bumped into these different, um, like Purushim, there were different people in the community and we can, we can get into it. Like, I don't think they were shying away from any of the tough um, or, or uncomfortable parts. So there, there were definitely um, some stories about, like you see him, how he dealt with different people in the community. There was, I think it was a Tzvi Hirsh of right? But Tzvi Hirsh of Zidachev was, was the masharis before he became rebbe and Zidachev, right? Okay, I think oh. so. I think that the year, the year after his rebbe died, he spent a year by, by the rabbshitzer, and the rabbshitzer wasn't mikar of him, and and Reb Lezeril of Jikiv, one of the rabbshitzer's sons, was like, why aren't you being mikar of him? And he said, well, I'm not, you know, because he has his, his avoda. Like, I know that he has to be able to go and become his own thing. But you should go and stand by him. And later, after the rabbshitzer, I believe, was nifter, Reb Lezeril of Jikiv went to go visit, um, Reb Svi Hersh of Zidichayv, and, and, he, and he, when he came, the, the Gabbai said, you know, the Rebbe is resting. So Reb Lazer of Jacob stood outside the door and, and said, can I bring you a chair? You know, because Reb Lazer was a hush of a man. He says, no, my father told me that Reb Tzvi Hirsch, he's worth it to wait outside his door for him. And he stood there waiting until he woke up. So I think that there are things like, so what was I saying? So Reb Tzvi Hirsch, during that time, he used to, the, the Rebbe Tzvi would walk around. And like with his talus over his shoulder and check out all the Hasidim as they were davening. And like you wanted to see, like, you know, he would check everybody out. And then afterwards he said, you know, Svi Hirsch, he deserves to dance because he's going to be a big rebel one day. And he's going to be giving off shade to the whole world. He says, but looks at one of the other Hasidim, he goes, but you, it's a waste on your shoes. You're wearing out your shoes too soon. You shouldn't dance so much. Like and he was harif. He was harif. Like, don't, you know... you. Abe, you had a story with uh with one of the one of the Prussian, one of the ascetics who would fast all the time.
2: Yeah, there was a story where where there was a guy who like he, he he wanted everyone to know, but without knowing, you know, without him saying it, but he wanted everyone to know what he was doing. So one time there was like some young boys in the shul and I don't know if he maybe nudged nudged the guy into the other guy, and he says to him. Hey, what are, you, what are you doing? What are you uh, pushing this guy? You know who this is? This guy fasts every Monday and Thursday. And the guy turns around and he says, What fasts every Monday, and Thursday? Fast Shabbos to Shabbos. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Busted. Yeah. It's actually very interesting. I was reading that, you know, uh, the Divrei Chaim, right? You were talking about peeling uh, about for him. So the Divri Chaim was known also to be, to be by him and peeling potatoes. And the Divri Chaim said that he never called him Rebbe. Why? Because he's like, I never learned anything from him. He's like, what I, what I got from him, he says he was, he was just too profound for me to learn anything from him. He says, what I got from him was his Yerusha He's like, I was around him only for his Yerusha And that I can get out of peeling potatoes for him. Wow.
1: I heard, I heard another nusach to that story also. Where, where, where he said, they asked him, because he would call, Reb Chaim would call a different Rebbe, my Rabbi Umeiri. And he was only by him for two years. But the Reb who he was by for years, he would call the Zakin, the Zakin, the, Zaken, the Rav HaZakin. So they asked him, he said also, like, what's the deal with the Rav HaZakin? So, so he said, he said the similar and He says that, you know, this other Rebbe, I was able to download, but the rubshotser was so high he said that even the yud from yerushemayim i didn't even get so so like i am still working on that <laughs> he said but my mom was like but I, and i've got everything from him but yet i'm not even up to the yud of his yerushemayim so i can't even call him a Rebbe cuz he's too he's too far beyond me there's another story by the way about an ascetic also who came in and uh he came into the to the, to the uh to the Rupshitzer, and before he came in he pulled down his his um, He had like sackcloth under his shirt. And he pulls down his sackcloth a little bit so the Rabshitzar should see it. And everybody called this guy Label of the Fool, Label of the tipish. So he comes in and the Rabshitzar looks up and he chapped what was going on. And he goes, oh, he's mamish not a tipish, Like he's mumbling to himself, mamish not a tipish. And so Label of the and he goes, goes, is Rebbe talking about me? And he goes, no, 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 I'm talking about the Sahara." says <laughs> the label goes, What are you talking about? He says, Well, if he managed to convince you to climb into a sack, he's not a tippish. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He, goes, yeah, he, was, he was he was sharp, he was strong. They say at the end of his life when Reblazeral objective asked him, he said, Tata, why are you not talking so much? And so the ruptures are because my whole life, Miyamsha Umdi Al I have always spoken on multi- multiple levels, you know, making Yehudim and having multi- you know, multiple meanings. And uh, he says, but now that it's hard for me, I'm like, you know, on my last legs, it's hard for me to do it. So I- I'm just not talking. And so he would motion a lot with his hands. And I think it just shows the greatness of, of such a man who was able to encompass so many worlds and so many levels. They say the Rabshitzar. He would be able to do in his Yehudim, he would close his eyes and recreate the whole world in his mind without or different from the, you know, the, like let's say a Yudhila came in and he had an issue and he commanded to recreate the whole world in his mind and then come out without, without that Indian or with a new Indian and that's how it would, it would, he would recreate Illamas. And uh, he was a master, he was an absolute master. And they say that the only thing that he let them write on his tombstone. Is, and then it says, and we're not allowed to write anymore because that's what he said. And the fact that he allowed that—that's also him. You know that he—he—he he, he allowed them to write, but not anything else. He was real with
2: himself. He knew his value. Very, very interesting that in the um, in the Sadikim, So this. Um, there's a fellow that puts this out where it has the different stories and yard sites every week. So he, he writes in the story that they actually added a line. they added a line in his on his on his matzeva and that there's a crack and he says, this is the last wise crack ever from the eruption, sir. When you see a picture of it, I've never been there, I haven't been there yet, but there's a crack right, right through where it says this. I don't remember what it was and we'll see what it is. It was, uh, That's the crack. Right, where it said, the crown of our heads, master and teacher, the holy rov, and these words were not part of the nusach that he wanted on there oh read the. could you read the nusach
1: yeah it says the crack goes right through harav yeah oh, is it is it
2: coming
1: is it, is it showing up backwards
2: no it's showing up forwards it's just hard to see so i could read yeah. you i'll
1: read you the matseva the matseva says poi nitman isha ishlaykim nifter be Yud Alef A shnas <laughs> Shnas Tafkuf Pe Zion Asher Shar Zed Dov Libane of Bhashka Inenu Ain Alono Kinitla Teras Reshinu Ad Nani Rabeno Arab kadisham Kadishama shal Shall Shellas Ayuchsin Yakhit Bedarae Bachmasalikim will be Yesar Shvakim Ain Lonnu Rishus Kikainstabinu Piv, Arav Mareno Arav Naftali tzvi Av Bastin, the Kilas Rabshitz, Ben Arav, um I'm a forsam Reina Mendel I've based in the Killas Lisk in Ishma'il Zurbitraheim and so that part where it says ad ananim Reina Barabeno Arab hakadeshum a so it says harav hakadeshum Maforsim. you can see that in the thing boom there's a crack running straight through it so cool shto alenu va ha'olam Amen and amen. L'chaim. L'chaim. May we be blessed to mamish connect to the holy Rabshitzer and to all the tzaddikim and kavald. Uh, this has been amazing. This has really been amazing. And, and let, it, let let our words hopefully be, bring enahas Rurach to all those that hear it. And hopefully the Rabshitzer is happy with with what we're doing.
0: With his with his Zerah kodesh. G'valt. They say that uh, they, they say that he named his um, safer after his after his children. His safer is called Zerach We say it, so... Uh, what's up? Name the book after me. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: l'chaim. L'chaim. l'chaim, l'chaim.